We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Still talking about this defense because it's legit. I still feel like it's underrated. Doesn't get enough credit now because I'm from Cincinnati and I watch it and I know they have the talent, but there's a lot of playmakers on this team. You know, we just went through all of them in the last segment, but we got to focus on the secondary too. What was Joe Flacco doing when he's throwing to Cheeto in back-to-back throws thinking, oh, no, well, maybe this time Cheeto will miss? Because he's playing like it. Where would you put him in the cornerback room overall in the NFL after three weeks of football? I have no idea. Uh, I don't know if I've watched those guys. Because, like, Ramsey has been my number one guy since forever, it feels like. And uh, the only game I watched him, he got toasted by Buffalo. So I'm like – I don't know. I, I mean, like, should I still prefer him? It was one game. Uh, ballpark is uh, 12. That feels safe. Top 12? Yeah, 12. You, you're not going to go top 10 yet, but 12. He could get to top 10. I feel like there's a lot of good corners. <laughs> Although some of them haven't played. Like, Trey White hasn't played, so I guess he does hop him. You know what? We'll go, we'll go full homer and top 10. Top 10. I feel like when you do top 10, you can't mess up. I always did that with Jamar Chase. I'd be like, top five wide receiver. And people would be like, well, he's not one. And I said top five. You know, I'm not I'm not saying that he's one. I'm not saying that he's two. I'm not saying that he's three, four, or five. It's just so easy to just go at your top route. Uh, when we talk about Joe Burrow and the quarterback, I mean, all that stuff is silly anyways. None of it matters. Um, what, just, what, he, what he looks like is a, a dude that I feel good with at cornerback one. That's I love that. I love that. Uh, I could say the same about a lot of position groups on this team right now. Eli Apple, uh, almost, I mean, in my guilt, almost had a pick six. Like you just think of the secondary safety room corners. They're fun. They're having some fun out there. And I know again, who they're facing, what offense is backup quarterbacks. And you have to take that into account, but at the same time, I like what I'm seeing out there. And then of course, Jesse Bates seals the deal with his uh, interception to end the game. And I like the Jets receivers. Uh, I don't want to just because yeah, Flacco's yeah. throwing them the ball. I mean, yeah, you're right. Garrett Wilson looks like a really good rookie. Uh, Elijah Moore is a solid player, and he was last year as a rookie, and now he's more of the same this year. Corey Davis, a good wide receiver three. I think I think I prefer Boyd, but overall, like that's that's a good third guy to have. I didn't like him as the one, but as the three, yeah, I'll take that. So I think they have a good wide receiver room. There's a better one coming next week. But oh yeah, <laughs> this was a this. I thought this was a pretty good test though, because this this wide receiver room killed the Browns. I mean, the Browns corners are really good. Denzel Ward, that's also a top ten guy. Newsom was really good in the games I watched last season. I have no idea about the rookie, but the, the other, the other two, like those, that's one of the best duos in the league and they took it to them. So to see the Bengals hold up and their end of the bargain in this one, I like that. Um, Flacco performs how, uh, you know, I kind of expect uh, Joe Flacco to perform. Um, but yeah, they got the big test coming next week. Uh, speed. Another quarterback I'm not 100% sure on, but I do think he is better than he was given credit for coming into the year. Definitely better than what uh, I think Tua at least looks solid and he might be pretty good. Who knows? 
Yeah, no, I I think Tua is showing the world right now in the NFL that he's playing solid football after three weeks. And um, obviously, we know it's a long season. We'll see what happens on Thursday night. We'll get more into that later in the week. But, you know, we can talk positives after a win because it's so much fun. Um, but it doesn't even hurt to bring a negative up when you win and win handily. Like I thought the game, I never really felt like the Jets were going to come back and win it, even though with about two and a half, three minutes on the clock, I did look at the score, the scoreboard, the time, how much the Bengals were up by and thought, don't pull a Cleveland Browns right now. Don't find a way to lose this game. You know, being up the majority of the game, it really didn't feel like the Jets were a threat out there. Um, but the missed kick. Evan Money, McPherson misses a 41-yarder. I leave the room when they're kicking because I'm like, oh, Evan's going to make it. He always makes it, Evan. And besides the Steelers game, we all remember that. Uh, but what happened? Was it was it the whole snap? Was it Evan McPherson? Was it the weather? I haven't been able to see a replay to see for sure. I don't think it was laces in. I have no idea, though, because the the – at this point, the broadcast was so bad <laughs> about everything. So bad. They didn't they didn't have any replays. The great part was seeing all 22 live. The bad part was there was no replays, and they were trying to call the game live from the studio so while they weren't watching. But the snap was bad. I will say that. Uh, whether or not the laces ended up inside, the snap ends up high and to the inside on Huber. But it still feels like it gets down okay. I know there's some weather issues. It's a terrible kick, though. It didn't hit the net. I always think if a kick hits the net and it misses, like, that's okay. This one curves so much. It just went right into the stands. It only 41 yards, so it wasn't, like, a really long kick. It felt so much like you could leave the room and expect he makes that, but he didn't. Um, that's just – I don't know. It could be timing. Maybe this. Maybe the laces were in. I just haven't seen a replay, um, which can cause an issue because that's where like the ball forms. You st should still be able to kick it, but that'd be the second time he's had laces in on a missed kick, which just sucks. Uh, I don't know. I, I would expect Evan hits these kicks, but he wasn't great in the regular season last year from this distance, like that in between forty like 35 to 45, I want to say. He missed a few kicks from there. But I think of him as like a top three, five kicker in the league. So I expect that he's able – I thought that was just kind of noise. But maybe it's not. Something to watch. Um, I, I'm throwing out a lot of the Steelers stuff because, you know, emergency yeah. long snapper situation. I, I I don't know if the snap was bad enough to discredit uh, or to give blame to him over McPherson missing this especially with how bad he missed. So I honestly, I put, a, I probably put most of the blame on Evan McPherson here. It has to be better. It wasn't important in this game, but next week he can't miss that kick. And I know weather always a concern, but he's a pro. He's got a heck of a leg. He should be able to kick through it. I think he'll be fine, but that, that just kind of put like a little sour note on the end of that, a, a really good ending drive, four minute drill type situation and then miss the kick. It's just like, oh, man, come on. This this podcast is safe because we can talk about the good, the bad. We can uh, – last week we talked about Joe Burrow's play, the offensive line. We can, we can bring that stuff up if it's, you know, on them. And I think Evan will be fine. I think Evan McPherson will bounce back. If it is on him, obviously – 
rewatching it and all of that stuff, people are going to be like, oh, it was this or this. It was this. Um, Evan, I don't know why this is going to sound so silly when he's almost too close and not that 41 yards is close. It's pretty far. <laughs> I am like, oh, I want Evan far, like really far back, like at the 50. And I feel good about it because of his leg. I'm like, oh, he'll get it over. It's totally fine. Even at the Super Bowl, I'm not going to lie. This was my thought. You know how the Bengals went for it? I thought on the fourth down, I was like, kick it. Let him and kick it. Uh, were they on the were, were they even on the other side of the 40? This was like a, a 70 yard. It's gonna be like a 70 yard. But at that point, if that was your if the play that they ran in the Super Bowl was your alternative, what if you were if you were told if you were told Chase was open though. <laughs> you brought it up. Why am I doing this? You're right. But what if I told you before the play? What if I told you like the future of that play? I would have said. You can have Evan kick it here, or this is the game plan play that they're going to run. What would you have said? I would put the ball in Burrow's hands. Unless you told me that the result was going to be an incomplete pass. And then I'd be like, <laughs> well, I guess with a 0% chance, I guess I, I will kick this. Well, or run, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> right away from Donald this time. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have brought it up. I shouldn't have brought it up. It just made me think of <laughs> I, I would put the ball in my quarterback's hands over right. Right. Take a 70-yard kick. Now, from 60? Then I might. I don't just know. like they should have done in the. Is this court. is this a Nate Hackett situation that we're that we're running into here? I'm being. I'm not <laughs> even. We're not. I'm never going to talk about it again. Uh, but you're right. You should always let Joe cook, even in the overtime against the 49ers. You should let Joe cook. Um, but we're moving uh, on. We're moving on. We're moving on after a win. <laughs> we are going to move forward to around the NFL. It's kind of been a bizarre day with some of these games. I don't even know if you could consider an upset. The Bills fall to Miami everybody knew that was going to be a pretty good game I honestly thought the Bills would walk away with it but they did have a lot of injuries in their cornerback room so that was not going to be helpful against this Miami explosive offense is are the Miami Dolphins and we're going to talk a lot about them on Tuesday's pod in the preview for the game on Thursday Night Football after three weeks of football do you believe in the Miami Dolphins is it two is it the wide receivers is it the defense what are you looking at from that squad that is like hey this is a legit AFC contender Oh yeah, I think they're legit. I think they're. This was kind of the game to show it. Really, I think the thing that we're all talking about—the speed at receiver—we're talking about Tua's improvement. We're talking about the coach, and you know all of that stuff. That defense is still really good. Uh, you hold the Bills to like 17 points. They had injuries this game because this was on the background while I watched the Bengals game. And I mean, they lost the center. Then they lost, I believe, the. For some reason, they got to their third, I think their third string center. I don't know if the other guy moved to guard because somebody else went out. The entire right side of the line was hurt. Um, Diggs was coming up hobbled once in a while. And then just overall, I it was kind of not a great game from Josh. I, he threw the ball to the defense a lot. And that was something we didn't see the first two games. But that's also, I think, why you don't overreact to two games. <laughs> because... This is kind of Josh has always had these type of games once in a while. So I thought they did a really good job against the Bills offense. So like one of the maybe the best offense in the league and they really stifled them and they had Josh throwing ball to the defense, incomplete passes, etc. Uh, I came away really impressed with their defense. Their offense is very explosive. I can't say if it's great. Though, because you think they scored like zero points and a half against the Ravens. I know they explode after that and score like 40. 
they don't really put a bunch of points on the Patriots and they only put up like 20 points today, <laughs> 21. I don't remember which, uh, but I, I don't know if it's a great offense. Like if you just go by the average score, I'm sure it's in the thirties because of that one giant performance, but there's two other games that the bills have a good defense, but they were down both safeties and two corners and they still, they got their place, but they didn't, explode the way you this wasn't a 31 to 30 game this was a defensive slugfest and i don't know what what i came away with was i'm really nervous about the defense and the pressure they can bring but i'm not i i'm nervous about the speed but i'm not going into the game thinking they're the Bengals are going to give up 30 points this game so they have to like try to run a track meet to compete yeah, when you were talking about Josh Allen, he was throwing the ball to the defenders, but Miami wasn't doing anything. It was like every single time I'm like, they should have had it again. Like it was it was wild. And their offense, I mean, it struggled to get balance. I want to say he threw for over 60, maybe it was 63 today, yeah. which is insane. Uh, and he can't do that every game. I, I don't want Joe Burrow doing that every game. That's why I want their run game to get balanced out. And uh, he didn't do that today. He did half of that actually he had 36 passes. Um, but you know, just overall in the AFC, when you look at some of the other games, it's the, the chargers are obviously Justin Herbert being injured and playing through it. He's a trooper. He's a tough dude. He's a great quarterback. We know that the Jags are, the Jags are back. I don't know if they really ever are making a huge return because that organization, everybody kind of forgets about it down in Florida, but Trevor Lawrence in year two, it's early, but the guy's slinging it. Look, I said it when he was hired. I think Doug Peterson's a great coach. I thought he might have been the best hire in this cycle. Now we're looking at Mike McDaniel. He could be too. Ryan Dabble is his guy, 2-0. But I still think I'd still roll with Doug Peterson as the best hire. I think he gets way too much crap for the whole Wentz situation falling out when it's kind of appeared Wentz is just like, at least at that time, was kind of uncontrollable and also wasn't very good anymore. So they had the young guy, they had him. It was just a whole messy love triangle situation, and he ends up leaving or getting fired over it. Don't remember which. Either way, he was losing his job. Comes back, and I just – I immediately saw it. I was like, they have their quarterback. I, I, whatever you thought of Trevor Lawrence's rookie year, I thought he was just kind of taking some heat checks and seeing what can I do, what can't I do in this league. And Urban Meyer kind of sucks. So, <laughs> you know, this is the year to try it. Whole team's not great. It, but – uh, Doug Pearson runs a runs a tight ship. He runs a good team. He values offensive line play, quarterback play. They had to overpay to get some guys there, but they're all performing really well. Like Christian Kirk, I think was the laughing stock of Twitter for his contract. And but it's like three straight games with a touchdown. All three games, I think he has like seventy or more yards. <laughs> He's doing really well. Um, they're finding ways to use him creatively. I think it's a creative offense. I think it's. I'll say this. I think they win the AFC South. I don't know how you feel about it, but it's a pretty weak division. I said it last week. I said Jaguars are going to win the AFC South. Um, I I like what I'm seeing over there. Any team who has a quarterback and a legit head coach, you, you're going to go somewhere. You are. And they do have the talent down there. I feel like no one pays attention to it, and we don't hear about Trevor Lawrence enough. And maybe we will tomorrow on, on some of the ESPN national shows because of what he did to the Chargers. But he's just not in that conversation, and that's always wild to me. Um, I remember Joe saying it after the Thursday night game last year. He had told him, he's like, look, 
I went through that my rookie year. I went through this before with some rough starts. You're going to turn it around. Things are going to be okay. Just get that one year under your belt. And we're really seeing that from Trevor Lawrence and hopefully get some respect for what he's doing down there. But yeah, I agree. That division is, it's questionable. Um, and what's crazy is I don't think the AFC West is going to, I mean, three weeks in, I can't overreact too much because it's three weeks of football, 14 more games to go, but the AFC West might not be as dominant as everybody thinks right now yeah the the raiders are zero and three the broncos i don't know their record but they've been playing bad uh chargers just lost chiefs look beatable although they are three and oh um just overall one and one broncos (laughs) uh thanks nick chief oh chiefs two and one i I think three and oh oh they just lost today to the colts that's right yeah yeah they didn't play yeah overall that that doesn't look like the juggernaut division we all predicted um, but hey, it, that, that means Bengals alive one, one and two, you know, if the Broncos fall, they are right in that seven teams. You get three wild card spots now, right in the wild card hunt. You don't want to be talking about wild card. You want to be talking about the division title, but as a fallback plan, because the AFC North does look pretty good. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that the wild card spots are open. You're not just handing two of them out to the AFC West, uh, yeah, I I overall I really like what I saw from Lawrence. It really feels when you're talking about it, I was like, it, it kind of feels like what Joe Burrow did, where we his first year, I think he was better than Lawrence year one, but he also had a better situation, which is hard to say. <laughs> but I think he had a better situation than year one Jags, just because of the coach and everything went on there. And at least he had T and Boyd and all those guys. So it kind of reminds me of that. It's like, is this, you know, is this Trevor Lawrence coming out? Is this Trevor Lawrence, is he going to make the playoffs, make his push? You know, kind of reminds me of what the Bengals could do. So I'm not writing them off as even, you know, like they're not an easy out, even if they do make the playoffs in a bad AFC South. No, I agree. And there's going to be plenty of work to do this week in the AFC. Big showdown Thursday night football in Cincinnati. It would be a huge win if Cincinnati can pull it off and, and go to 500, 2-2, two and, two and, and beat a pretty hot Dolphins team right now. But we'll get to more this week on that preview. What's going to be on all Bengals this week? I'll have takeaways up by the time this is done or when you're listening to it. Um, and then I don't know about the midweek one yet, uh, like I never do. <laughs> I always just kind of feel that's, it as I go. Great. Might just do Trey Hendrickson. You know, three sacks, kind of deserves his own article. Every time you write an article about someone, they're really they continue to dominate. So we love that. Do one on Trey, and he'll dominate again this week. So they definitely need that going up against this Miami Dolphins offense. But plenty on all Bengals. Make sure you check them out. Even on Twitter, I love the breakdown, the video breakdowns, a lot of recaps from the games. Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at, at LNDS Patterson. We will have another preview coming out later this week. But thank you, as always, for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.